Welcome to Subculture. This is a podcast about the many unique, varied, and sometimes little-known groups that people find themselves relating to in our society. In today's world, everything runs on culture. Who you are, what you believe in, what you think about yourself, and the way we relate to the world is all defined by the choices we make and the people we choose to spend time with. How do we decide where we belong? Have you ever thought about changing who you are? Have you ever thought about joining a club, a group, a gang, or a clique? What makes us who we are? What makes us decide where to fit in? That's what this podcast will explore. Every week, I will interview an individual from a different subculture and try to get at the thing that makes them tick. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of Subculture. Today, I'm here with Tony Rich. Tony, how are you, man? (laughs) I am fantastic, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for uh, saying yes to coming on and talking to me about what you do. I met you at the MJ Broadway show. We sat next to each other. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal show. It was phenomenal. And you told me what you did for a living, and I thought you would just be perfect for subculture. Tell me your name, age, where you're from, what you do. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, man. My name is Tony Don Rich. I am 26 years old. Born in Virginia, raised in Los Angeles, California, and at the moment, I am traveling around the world with Carnival Cruise Lines, and it's been a huge, huge joy to be a part of that company, Um, but I'm also looking forward to going back to Los Angeles and pursuing my career in more TV and film work, as well as New York, the Broadway, which is why you met me in the theater. Yeah. (laughs) So So you were down in New York going to Broadway shows? Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. a, you're a performer yourself. That's pretty cool. How, how was that experience for you? Exactly. It was absolutely inspirational and uh, motivational, like seeing everybody on stage doing their thing. I saw MJ the Musical and saw Sweeney Todd uh, on Broadway when I was there, and both were such different shows, but uh, just so well done. I, I don't even know which one is my favorite, but... I know that MJ, uh, it touched me in a different way because I could see myself being in the show a little bit more than uh, Sweeney Todd. I just love the style of the choreography, the storyline. I, in fact, auditioned for the musical already. Um, But I feel like, you know, uh, even though I I didn't get it (laughs) this time, um, there's, there's plenty of other options in the future. And, and it's just a phenomenal show. It's just so well done. So well done. I was totally blown away. My wife and I were totally blown away by MJ. It was completely epic. That was so awesome. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Even believe, mm-hmm. I didn't. I, mean, I couldn't even believe it. It was just awesome. Yeah, and that was pretty interesting uh, that we ended up sitting next to you, and you did tell me that you had um, you had auditioned for that show. Mm-hmm. So let's start at the beginning, man. Where are you from? Where Where did you grow up? <laughs> well, yeah, I grew up in Los Angeles for the most part. I was born on the East Coast, traveled around the East Coast a little bit, but ended up in Los Angeles when I was seven years old. And I've been there all of my life ever since. So it was a beautiful place to grow up in many ways, but little did I know that I'd end up getting bit by the musical theater bug <laughs> when I was about about seven years old. Um, I went to a summer camp and started, yeah, started training 
doing a summer camp with Town Street Theater. Um, and yeah, I just got more and more passionate for it and, and ended up going to Millican Middle School in a performing arts magnet uh, to hone my skills more and then went into a art school, which is the number one art school in the country, LOXA, the Los Angeles County High School for the Performing Arts as a theater major and, and also did musical theater shows there. Yeah, that was my foundation. It, it led me into a, a career path that I was able to pursue straight out of high school. That's awesome, Tony. Let me ask you this. You, you just told me about all these schools you went to as a kid and studying to be in the theater. What did your parents do? How did, what, did your parents have like a background in, in the arts? My mom does not have a professional background in the arts, although she loves the arts. My dad, however, does. He was a songwriter and record producer in Los Angeles throughout the 80s, 90s, yeah. Um, and and that's that was one of his major passions along with uh, fitness training. But yeah, he, he had a full career in it and also did some acting and, and dancing uh, in some of his younger years as well. Um, you know, had some nice little guest starring moments on, on TV and whatnot, but yeah, really yeah. His, his main uh, passion was in songwriting and record producing yeah is that what got you do you think like having somebody in like your father that influence from your father is what got you interested in that 100 percent. i i don't think i would have been able to pursue it with as much support and confidence if had it not been for him being supportive the entire time it wasn't that he necessarily wanted me to be a performer because he was well aware of how hard the industry is and how competitive it is but once he saw that i had a passion for performing and and being just in any part of the entertainment industry he he supported me with with all his heart and and sacrificed so much um for me to get to where i am now so i'm i'm so so grateful for my father oh that's incredible to have that kind of support from your family i'm sure that's you know that makes a huge difference it makes the path to hard things a lot easier when you have family behind you exactly it's paramount because it's already hardy it's a hard industry unto itself so if you didn't have the support from your family then yeah it makes it so much harder you mentioned your father was a fitness trainer as well i guess uh you know i i just just in full disclosure i did a little research on you i went through your instagram and looked at looked at some of the stuff you do you're in really great shape and i thank guess you, you really thank you be, you really need to be to do some of the stuff that you're doing and like that's uh, incredibly athletic. Yes, indeed. Yes, I wish we got paid like top-notch athletes because dancers <laughs> are top-notch athletes. <laughs> we have to be. <laughs> yeah. What's it like to to get physically and you know the physical training for for that type of work? It has to do with a lot of conditioning and weight training and and just being in good shape for endurance um because the shows that we do for carnival cruise lines are about 30 to 40 minutes in length and we do it twice a night typically 10 shows in a week uh most of the cruises that i've been on have been week-long cruises and yeah you'll do 10 shows in a week so you need to have your body in optimum shape to handle that toll and you do get stronger as time goes on but um yeah, there's, there's also a balance. There's a balance that you have to find within resting, but also leveling up. 
Yeah, I noticed that when we were, uh, you know, we had really good seats at that MJ show. We were sitting pretty close to the stage, and I could see those dancers' legs, man, and they look like solid rocks, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're like yeah. <laughs> made out. I of, agree. Made out of granite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, straight out of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a I lot know. of hard work, I'm assuming, to get to to that level. It it does. It does. It takes a lot of focus, commitment sacrifice whether that be you know some of the the things that you want to eat you know like you can't necessarily eat everything under the sun um that tastes good but they're like i just said before balance you know everything in moderation i'll still eat sweets and so forth every now and then but i have to focus on getting a, a healthy amount of protein and, and vegetables and all the vitamins and nutrients that i know that my body needs in order to thrive because yeah food is your fuel so how long have you been doing the the cruise ship work circuit? I have been fortunate enough to have a good career with them for five years, and like I said, I'm I'm thinking about doing this next one as a as my last one. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for five years, and it's it's been a dream come true. And I could see myself doing it for five more years. However, I just want to go ahead and and change my my my, my path a little bit um, and see what else is out there. Tell me how you went from going to school and learning all these, you know, learning how to do all this stuff, the performing arts school and stuff, to to getting a job at Carnival. How did that happen? It was definitely not an overnight success story. Yeah, that's, um, that's okay. We 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 it's definitely, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah that we had. I had many ups and downs, and and on you know along the way. I graduated from LAXA in 2014, and I was supposed to be on a TV show with a new network, all of which got canceled within maybe six to eight months of me graduating high school. So that was my first lesson in Hollywood, that not everything that you know is said to happen is going to happen. And that's okay, um, because yeah, if it's not this, it's going to be something better. I just have to keep a positive outlook. And, and a positive mindset. Uh, so I stayed focused on training, uh, also picking up side jobs, you know, just so I could get a car, just so I could keep afloat. Um, and then along the way, I ended up becoming a DJ, a professional DJ and an MC for uh, weddings and corporate events, uh, you know, celebrities parties, all this kind of stuff that was really fun for about three years, almost four years. And then oh. I came across yeah, then I came across Carnival Cruise Lines when my agent had sent me the audition. I had been auditioning for other projects, you know, since I graduated high school, but nothing gave me the big break like Carnival because uh, nothing was going to be a consistent gig that took me away from Los Angeles for eight months in total. There's about two months of rehearsing and then six months on board. So that to me felt like my big break because I actually had to pack up my life and and move out to pursue only the performing arts as my everyday job. So that was a very, very exciting moment. <laughs> and the audition, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And the audition for Carnival took me, I think we were there for about four hours at uh, the, the studios. And then I still had to wait for them to respond online, uh, giving me a position. But yeah, I had to to beat out a at least 100 people that were there that day. But Carnival searches for people all over the world, whether it be through virtual submissions or in-person auditions. They they travel trying to find the best of the best in every region. And I was fortunate enough to, to, to get the job. 
What part of the world um, are you mostly in on Carnival? For the most part, most of their ships go to the Caribbean, which is yeah. just incredible. Yeah, some of the clearest water you're ever going to see and some of the most beautiful cultures and wonderful food. So, yeah, this next contract is going to take us to Europe, which is what I'm most excited about, <laughs> being able to see Rome and Greece and places that I've only dreamt of because typically our ships stay in, in the Caribbean, Western Caribbean, Eastern Caribbean. What's the average cruise length? Is it a week? Yeah, about a week. Uh, anywhere between three to seven days is is typical for for a cruise. Yeah, I know there's different types of cruises you can get on, right? Is exactly. It, if you get into to to doing that type of work, are you always on the same ship, or are they moving you around, or how does that work? It's actually a process where you stay on the same ship for six months, typically. Um, you do not get to go home for vacation. Uh, you know, when the holidays roll around, you actually have to just stay on board. Um, no. You celebrate in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and then your vacation period is as long as you want it to be. You have to be off ships for, I think they said two weeks up to six months, I believe is the longest amount of time that you can take off before you need to re-audition. But... I typically take about three months off just to give myself enough time to fully rejuvenate and visit family and friends and see more of the world on my on my own accord. Um, but yeah, typically you're on board for about six months. You have two months of rehearsals unless you're doing a swing work where you're just jumping in for somebody else while they're out, you know, for an injury or something like that. When you're living on a ship for six months, do you kind of station it? So you're just, you have like your own room, I guess you on that ship or ship is that like quarters or how does that what's that look like what's your living situation look like it varies depending on what company you work for and and what ship you're on the ships that i've been on i do have a cabin that i share with another performer uh so we have a nice simple cabin you know a nice tv we have our bunk beds a bathroom and uh it's cool it is it is cool not gonna lie but at the same time we're not in a spacious room like the guests have it's not quite that luxurious but you're not paying for your room so that part is nice you don't have the overhead of rent so i i, I can't complain too much <laughs> yeah no no, no. I, I i'm interested i mean it's very interesting to, to understand like what that lifestyle must be like it's, you know it's it's almost like military right like it's kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah living in the barracks or something right uh-huh uh-huh and at times it sure feels like that but um you know yeah it's, it's not necessarily all the glitz and glamour that some people think it is but there is a huge reward as far as being able to get off the ship and explore these different islands that you you have seen in movies or read about um and dreamt of going to and being able to get paid to do what you love and then on and off you know, a day off, you're able to explore a, an exotic island. Honestly, that's it's an easy trade off for getting back into a, a small cabin. You know, yeah. I mean, I somebody guess there's else. plenty. There's plenty of fresh air and everything. You know, like uh, absolutely. You, uh, they, I mean, I, do you eat in the same place where all the guests eat, or do they have like their own separate quarters for like feeding staff, or how does that? It, it depends uh, on the night. Sometimes if I don't have a show, I can go up into the area where the guests eat and I'm able to enjoy more food that I don't get in the crew mess. Uh, yeah, they call it the crew mess or the staff mess. 
And basically, it's a private quarters where all of the staff members and crew members get to eat. Um, it varies from Indonesian food uh, to American food. I mean, Italian food, pretty much everything across the board. Um, but we do have a large amount of crew members from Indonesia and from Italy and so forth. So I think that that's why they cater to them uh, primarily. I'm one of the very few Americans that you'll find working on board, actually. Um, I was going to ask you about that. I, uh, you know, my experience with crew, I've been on one cruise um, and uh, it was a carnival cruise. It was actually, you know, it was a big ship. I mean, I did, you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, but I didn't, nice. I didn't notice like that most of the people that worked on that ship were from like other countries. There, there were people right, from right. the world, like China, Indonesia, Africa, uh -huh. some Americans, a lot of uh, British. I mean, there was just people, Australia, mm -hmm. from all over. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the other blessings that comes with the job is that you're able to connect with people from all over the world and, and learn about all yeah. different cultures and. And yeah, they're they're there for the same escape that you are. You know, they they want to save some money, they want to do some work and travel the world and, and see some beautiful places. One thing I can say about you is it seems like you have a pretty positive mindset on everything, man. You just like to look at the positive side. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, I'm definitely an optimist, definitely. Yeah, I can pick, I'm picking up on that, man, and I think that's probably uh, that makes you very qualified to be in that kind of environment around all the different <laughs> people, personalities, you know. So on a ship like that, what's the, um, how many, I mean, how many people are working? It's probably hundreds, right? I would guess. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Up to, well, the last ship I was on, it was roughly 2,800 crew members. Uh, and that was a brand new, huge ship. It was the carnival celebration out of Miami. And yeah, we picked up you know, nearly triple the amount of guests. <laughs> so, so it's, it's like, it's, a, it's like living in a small city with mm -hmm. nowhere to go off the city. Mm -hmm. And every week, three quarters of the city goes away and a whole new city of people comes. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> what's that? Yes. Like, man? Like what's that? I mean, how do you know, talk to me about like that. that that's like the, the living of living through that like how is that, that it's like? so exciting it's so exciting obviously some weeks are more exciting than others it just so happens that you know when when you're approaching a week like uh new year's eve or halloween it really brings out the the fun in people and and they um get involved in different activities than they than they normally do but in general people love to escape their world and have a couple of drinks, have a couple of laughs and, and, you know, enjoy time with, with new people and, and traveling. So everybody is able to get along for the most part. There's, there's rarely any fights or, or disagreements on cruises that I've seen because everybody is in such a euphoric mindset because they're able to be on vacation. So they've saved up for, you know, months, maybe years for this time together with, with their loved ones, with their family. And I just feel really grateful that I'm a part of that experience for them to, witness entertainment on board that's pretty much like broadway just on the ocean and and allow them to jam out some of their favorite songs and and you know have a good time just let loose yeah. so i wanted to ask you about your um your job on the ship is um you're you're in these shows and these are like i guess i have a, i didn't have the opportunity to go to one of those shows so i'm not exactly sure but i'm assuming uh -huh. it's like 
uh, mini Broadway production? Is that what you would describe exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. There's even a show that's called Broadway Beats that encompasses a bunch of Broadway's biggest musicals. Um, yeah, they're called Playlist Productions, and that's Playlist the production. name for yeah that's what they're called on on carnival because all the songs that you're going to hear in a playlist production show are things that you would have in a playlist they're common songs that you hear on the radio um so they're they're almost like jukebox musicals where they're not so much focused on the storyline as much as they are with the playlist and the entertainment like the 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 song lineup is is for you to have a party you know like it's for you to have a good time it's not necessarily for you to get as intellectual as you might with uh, a script attached to you know the whole project um there's very few lines and stuff like that yeah they're they're fun 30 minute shows there's like an 80s pop show there's a epic rock show so there's 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 things for everybody for sure yeah what's your favorite what do you like to do the best well if you had to oh. if you could pick the one that you would do the most what would it be <laughs> it's a excellent excellent that's an excellent question um I would say it's a tie between this show called Celestial Strings that is a symphonic rock opera and allows you to to be balletic. It's it has elements of contemporary movement and classic songs reimagined with live violin strings. So that's a really fun show to do. And my track actually had a sonnet as well, a Shakespearean sonnet. So that was that was really fun to dig my teeth into. And then there's also another show that I was able to help create on the Carnival Celebration. Um, it's a brand new show called Color My World. And it's about the journey of an artist uh, finding his passion and his love in his life. Um, and again, rock music, pop music uh it's like an indie pop rock musical that's the best way to describe that music and it was just such a joy being able to be a part of the creative process that was a huge huge dream that manifest um being able to work with this director and choreographer marco santana who put the show together and yeah after being with the company for about five years always learning shows that had already been put together it was just really really cool to get the inside scoop of what it's like to put something together from scratch. There's a lot of thought that goes into the production of one of these shows, I'm assuming, you know, from the guy. Massive. Yeah. Who do they, does Carnival have like their own people that write these shows and then choreographs it? Do they have like their own set of writers and? Right. Carnival has heads of creative development and they are in charge of reaching out to other choreographers and directors um, writers that that have ideas for new shows and then they have a process of reviewing all of their submissions and finding the best ones that will fit certain ships at a certain time and over years of of of, uh, of time yeah they they, they pull apart and, and really create something special with these different choreographers it's it's not just one person that they work with um some of their most common collaborators are paul roberts who's a very well-known choreographer and creative director from the UK, uh, and also Marco Santana, the man that I was speaking about with Color My World. He has done some amazing work on Broadway as well as with Carnival Cruise Lines and many regional productions in between. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
how long does it take for you as an artist or a performer to learn one of those routines? Like, how, you know, like, so they come up and they say, okay, here's the new show. Boom. You uh-huh. got to learn this, right? How long does it take uh-huh. for getting it in your hands to like, now you can actually go out and perform it without a hitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes it. <laughs> and trust me, there are still hitches that happen. Yeah. There's still mistakes that happen. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> I but bet. of and course people probably don't even realize that they're hitches you know like it just looks like part of the show right <laughs> absolutely yes yeah. part of the art is just committing to it and part. acting like nothing happened uh-huh yeah the show must go on <laughs> yeah no matter what it's it's always a tough process um no matter how you know much of an amateur or a professional you are in retaining new information whether that be vocal harmonies or choreography you know dance moves um, because in my position on these uh, on these ships in these shows, I am dancing and singing at the same time, uh, as well as you know staying into it as well as an actor. But I'm just bringing that to, to to light because there are certain positions on on our ships and on certain other ships where you are focusing more on the dancing and, and you're not singing, or vice versa, you're focusing on on being a, a vocalist and not dancing. But in my position, I have to learn both, some of, sometimes simultaneously. So uh, a day at Carnival Studios will look like us getting up anytime around seven or, or nine, seven to nine, beginning our day, and then finishing sometime between maybe three and five. And that's if you're on the day shift. If you're on the night shift, you might start you know, around three or five, and then you're ending around 11, 12 at night. And you're learning choreography and or harmonies the entire time that you're there. You have a break for for lunch and, and some breaks in between, but you are processing and, and digesting information the entire time that you're there. So in order to learn a full show that's already been put, put together and you're learning it from our supervisors, it takes about a week, maybe 10 days, depending on how big the production is. Uh, but when you're putting together something that's brand new, like I said, it, it, it's going to take years most of the time from its incipiency uh and then when you actually have the core cast together it will take about two months give or take that sounds mm-hmm. grueling it sounds like a lot of really hard work <laughs> which you is why I, I don't is, is the pay good do you get paid well to do that type of- absolutely oh no you, yeah. you do get paid well um but yeah it's it's a grueling job in in many aspects yeah. which is why i don't recommend people become performers or or actors you know in, in any capacity if they're not willing to make that sacrifice and and you know really put blood sweat and tears into it it's definitely not easy even though when you see it on stage it looks easy <laughs> it didn't look easy to me watching that broadway yeah. show man those guys are t- <laughs> <laughs> right no i agree i agree what mentally prepares somebody to 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 be able to do to do that, man? How do you get mentally prepared for that? It's gonna change depending on the person, but for me, I need to have some sort of stillness in my day or or prior to the show. Um, every day, I typically will will start my day with meditation, whether that's five to thirty minutes. Um, and it just grounds me in in my faith, in my spirituality, uh, in my well being. Just in my knowing that everything will be okay. You know what I mean. You don't want to get out into the world or get out on stage with fear or anxiety uh, about what's to come. You just want to stay present as, as as present as you can. So yeah. 
that's my preparation. Uh, but but that's also like one piece of the puzzle. Of course, sure. I will go to the gym on on certain days to get myself connected to my body and and to get my um, my respiratory system going for for singing and all of that stuff. Um, sure. It just depends on the day, though, because because sometimes you might just need to read and and sit and be still. Like I said before going into a very high intensity performance. Um, Sounds like you have yeah. a, spirit, a spirit, like a daily spiritual practice that you do. How'd you get into that? How'd, yes. you, learn that? how'd, you, how'd you learn how to meditate? How'd you teach yourself to do that? All of I just developed it over time because I grew up in a family of, of Christian faith and, and I, I developed out of when I say developed out of that, I'm not saying that I'm not a Christian anymore. I'm just saying that I've developed into more of a all accepting spiritual being that um, is more so just connected to positive intentions and affirmations and uh, yeah, envisioning the, the life that I want from for, for myself to manifest. Um, that's not to say that I don't believe in the Bible. I'm just saying that I don't necessarily uh, read the Bible regularly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. But, but yeah, that's that's how I developed my own spiritual practice was was within reading books by Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle and and a lot of those different authors and and spiritual leaders, um, Doctor Michael Beckwith, all of these great people that have just you know a great understanding of how you need to put positivity out into the world in order to get it back, and and that we live in a limitless universe with you know, endless possibilities. So there's no reason to limit ourselves um, and not go after our dreams. Yeah. My wife, Emma and I, we try to practice a little spiritual practice in the morning, you know, like a little meditation, read some inspirational stuff, you know, that kind of thing. The, the, awesome. the hardest part of it is just the continuity or the consistency. Cause there's always like, you know, I'm, I'm late <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, well, it's least, you know, all these things. Right. I totally know what you mean. Consistent, man. That's the hard part. Yeah, but you also have to be easy on yourself too, because we are human, and so if you miss a day or two of your practice, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you human, and then you forgive yourself and and keep on doing it to the best of your of your abilities. I love that book, The Four Agreements, um, yeah. and one of the four agreements is to always do your best, and that's going to vary depending on the day. So, right. yeah, that's it's true. all good. <laughs> What's the what's the life expectancy of somebody that's taxing their body and their lungs and their voice as hard as you're doing it? And I, when I say life expectancy, I mean how long can somebody do that as a career? You know, right, right. It depends on how well the person takes care of their body while they're doing it. You know, because there's certain people that I've seen that don't cool down or don't warm up uh, physically or vocally, and I think that that will affect their longevity. But I. I'd like to say that somebody as a dancer could could work until they're in their mid thirties, but you have to still recognize that when you're in your mid thirties, you're going against eighteen year olds and twenty one year olds. You know what I mean? So it's 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 not like an easy industry at, at any age, but it gets to be a little bit more competitive and a little harder on your body as you get older. So it's just realistic that yeah, when you're looking at thirty five or so, that's probably the time where you're going to shift into becoming a choreographer or maybe a studio owner or, you know, just switching gears a little bit. Um, as an actor, I think you can do that your entire life. You oh, know? yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Al Pacino, you know, you name it. There's there's a lot of actors <laughs> acting well into their into their babies. He's in his seventies. He just had a baby. See, there you go. Living your life, you know, to the very end. All of us must yeah. must age, but getting old is a choice. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then same for singers, I think. You feel your body as you get older. You know, I mean, I go to the gym every day and I try to move every day and I try to stay in shape, you know, but at 51, I can I can feel my bones, man. <laughs> wow. I didn't know I didn't know that was your age, man. You do look really great. Yeah. You look oh, really great. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm, my, absolutely. my wife's a lot younger, but I'm uh, pretty old. <laughs> Dude, you both look like you stay very, very healthy and, and you know, active. She does. She's uh, she's a, she's actually a personal fitness trainer. So when you said that about your dad, it made me think of her. She, um, that's what she does is her career every day. She's Beautiful. At work, at work right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's she, awesome. She's in good shape. What's it like? Actually, I, w- I want to back up. So um, when I was at that Broadway show, I, it's uh, it's amazing to me to see how many people are involved in that production on the front end of, that you see. And then there's probably a whole world of people in the back that you don't see. It's got to be a lot of people involved in every production. Yeah. How many, how many Absolutely. people are involved in that? I would guess that there's probably between the dressers, the backstage hands, the technicians, you know, there's there's got to be at least 50 people involved backstage. What what we saw last night on Broadway or yeah. you know, a couple nights ago, that had to have been somewhere around 50 people. Um maybe maybe it's maybe it's less though, you know, I think it just depends on the production. Uh but it definitely involves a village in order to get any kind of production put on. And I know that, yeah, a lot goes on behind the scenes for Carnival that a lot of people don't know about. <laughs> That's leading me into my question, my next question. So you got a hundred people, you got 50 in the front, 50 in the back that are working on these shows in this production. And you guys are working long, grueling yeah. hours. You're working very closely. You're all, you know, doing things that are physically taxing to your body. I'm sure it's mentally taxing. How does that little village <laughs> work? You know, what's that like? <laughs> yeah man it is it is so interesting it's cool though because you you become a family yeah uh, when you're away from your family especially when you're working on a cruise line granted when you're on broadway it depends on who you are maybe you are with your family in new york or maybe you've moved to new york um so you still and, and you know have to deal with the same kind of sacrifice that i deal with when i'm leaving to be on the ocean for six months but i think no matter what, yeah, those people that you surround your with yourself with um, when you're putting on these shows, they become your family. They become your your chosen family for that X amount of time that, that you're spending together working on that production. And it's so cool because you can have a new friend or, or you know, family for, in this situation for life, you know? It's like your chosen family for life. I have friends that I've, you know, worked with on, on musicals since I was a teenager that I'm that I'm still friends with now. Uh, and it's just so cool. It's so cool that, yeah, you, you, you make some, some powerful bonds over, over the process. You have like a group that you're working with right now. You they, like a group of people that you're pretty consistently, you'll see them all the time. Is that how that works? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Whenever I'm home, I, I always sit on my friend Quinn and, and just <laughs> a, there's like, there's a whole bunch of people, um, you know, but I just feel like, yeah, they, they all, 
they were either at Loxa with me uh -huh. or they were somebody that I met at Carnival. Those are some of my closest friends. Yeah. What happens mm -hmm. if you're working with people that you don't get along with and you're stuck on a ship? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have heard some horror stories. I've uh, heard yeah. some horror stories, <laughs> but I'm so glad to say that my experiences have been really pleasant. That's like so really pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Of course there's there's uh you know a few people that you come in contact with that kind of ruffle your feathers, but sure, sure. they're not anybody that, you know, they're not gonna make me lose sight of what I'm really there for. Yeah. And and that's not to be everyone's friend. It's not necessarily that. But I do want to make sure that I never have enemies. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of important, especially in this industry that is so small. It might seem grand, but actually everybody knows everybody and and if you have a bad reputation that can affect you uh you know <laughs> terribly uh, but but um, yeah i mean yeah. that is it is a very small world of people i'm sure you know overall mm -hmm. now do people mm -hmm. do people go from cruise i mean i'm sure different cruise lines besides carnival have these similar shows do people switch between companies and stuff is that something that happens very very common yeah. people move con you know different companies all the time um, yeah yeah, I, it's not advised to be doing that mid contract. Obviously, you would, yeah, you would right. kind of burn yeah. the bridge. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people are are jumping from company yeah. to company, contract to contract. I've stayed with Carnival Cruise Lines the whole time because yeah. I have enjoyed my experience with them, and I it's and I great. just haven't looked elsewhere. Yeah, man. But mm -hmm. I I think that it's just a beautiful industry to be a part of. I I wouldn't say no to to working with another cruise line company in the future. For sure. I'm just curious. What what where do you see yourself going, man? Like what's your what's your end goal for what you'd like to do? What do you want to do from here? Well, in the short scheme and, and like the short vision, like the next five years, uh -huh. uh, I see myself having a series regular on a TV show, whether that's HBO or an actual network, um, something of that nature, and, and working in feature films um as well. Um just Gosh. getting to embody different characters and and put all of my acting training to use and, and really giving life to to stories that need to be told that will uplift people uh yeah. things that will make people laugh things that will make people sing you know um i'm yeah i'm looking forward to doing more tv and, and show work are you trying out for things do you go try out for like parts or absolutely yeah i've been auditioning yeah. for for parts since i was about 13. Oh, um, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, I, that's, you know how to do that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I've, I've definitely been auditioning for projects um, with different various agents. Uh, yeah, over, over the years. And at the moment, I just don't actively audition as much as I did before getting yeah. a carnival. But when I'm on vacation, I'll audition. And right even on. sometimes, yeah, during my process of, of being in rehearsals, like when I auditioned for MJ the Musical, I was actually in rehearsals for the Carnival Celebration at the time. So had I booked it, it would have been <laughs> quite a situation to deal with, but it would have been a good problem to have. But what, um what's yeah. it like what's it like going to audition for a Broadway production? And that must be a little bit intimidating. Of course, of course. It's exciting. I try not to look at it as a larger than life thing because that will just uh make me more nervous you know <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah but i'm sure like the, the people that you're auditioning with are like the best of the best of the best people yeah man a lot of the rooms that you that you find yourself in they can be intimidating um, but you've also been praying and and working so hard 
to get into these rooms that you kind of go in with tunnel vision of just having a good time, doing what you are meant to do and, you know, not getting nervous and, and, and tripping it up. Um, it, for, for the audition I had for MJ, though, that was actually a virtual audition. Oh, so wow. because of COVID-19, that's changed the whole industry. Oh, and but... a, lot of, a lot of auditions are now virtual. And then if you make it to a certain round of callbacks, then they'll have you come in person. Yeah. But yeah, typically speaking, a lot of auditions uh -huh. are, are now virtual. And they have begun to move back into getting into the studios and having in-person auditions, yeah. which is wonderful. But uh, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, were you cruising during uh, COVID? Did you get, did you, was the cruise lines? I know the cruise lines shut down for a little bit, right? And then they started going. They sure did. They, they, they said that they were going to pause for what, maybe a month. Then that turned into three months, six, nine, 15 yeah. months later. Yeah, man, we were on pause for 15 months. Wow. And I, oh, I, I <laughs> it sure was, especially when your, your, <laughs> you know, bread and butter is in live performances and yeah. now you can't be around people live like it was just the uh, craziest um pivot it was a, it was a crazy pivot yeah um, i was fortunate enough though to actually book a just dance commercial uh a netflix pilot some other fun projects music videos like while i was home battling the whole you know pandemic so yeah major blessings um came out of the the pandemic for me um, but it wasn't, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows all around. Um, I won't go deep into it, but I've lost my father to COVID actually. Oh no, was, sorry, Tony. Yeah. Thanks man. Thank you. That was something that I'm still healing you from and, and dealing with. Um, but anyway, I was on the carnival horizon at the very beginning of the pandemic. I had just got on board one day prior to Carnival announcing that they were going to put the company on pause. Uh -huh. So my cast, we had all rehearsed for two months, you know, putting everything into these shows. And then we're so excited to to share this with people. And then little do we know, no one's going to come on that for that one cruise. And then halfway through that week, they were like, actually, we're sending everybody home. This is going to be a longer pause. You know, there's some kind of sickness going around. So yeah, I ended up returning to the Carnival Horizon to return to service uh, with with that ship. Fifteen months later, yeah, and then I, oh, man, you yeah. know, kept on since. But it was a wild, wild pivot. Do you have to retrain yourself after fifteen months of downtime? <laughs> you know, I took a good two, three months to just veg out and heal this yeah. hamstring injury I had been dealing with at the time, and yeah. just spend time with. Uh, friends and family, even though it was just over a video chat, um, you know, to 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 feel normal again. I had just been traveling so much and only having short stints of vacations that it was really nice to not have to be on the go. Nice. And over time, I got back into a routine as far as doing home workouts and then joining a gym once the gyms opened back up. And I still auditioned for things uh, during the time because TV and film didn't necessarily closed down in the exact same way that Broadway and everything else did. Yeah. Um, which is why I was able to to work a little bit during the the period as well as um help put together this dance app with a buddy of mine, G Madison. Uh and then I taught dance classes at a place Millennium um in Orange County. Uh, it was it was yeah man, it it definitely wasn't the the worst time of my life. Um yeah. until COVID like took my father way down the line when i was already on 
the Har the Carnival Horizon um, yeah. back in 2021. It was in September. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he wasn't able to go onto that ship, but he was able to go on several other ships that I had been on and right. loved, loved, loved that I worked for Carnival and was just right. so happy that I was achieving yeah. what I, you know, yeah. wanted to, to oh. you know, I've been striving for this kind of life for, for so long that he was very proud of me. Yeah, it's, that's really sad. I'm sorry about your father. I know several good people that were gone too soon because of COVID. Yeah, it's a serious thing, you know. So, you know, very, very serious. Yeah. Uh, the, but thank you for your kind words, it, man. And yeah. My condolences to your friends as well. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know something to take seriously. I was in Indonesia uh -huh. when uh, COVID started, man. I was like on a scuba, no way. I was on a scuba diving trip, and uh, I was through, like Indonesian airports, and people were acting real weird over there, man. Like, <laughs> like, like oh really, gosh. really weird. Like we got you know, like quarantine, like this little room and kind of held by like, you know, I mean, it was just like, it was like strange and we didn't really That's know sick. what was going on. And then we got back and they did the lockdown and it was like, bam, you know, uh -huh. mm -hmm. life changed for everybody. Life changed for everybody, man. Yeah. So, uh -huh. but Indonesia, that still sounds like a good trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love traveling, man. And, and, awesome. and, and as a, and as a, as a performer on a cruise ship, you're traveling pretty much all the time. What's your favorite island? Oh, that's an excellent question. And it's not an easy answer. For <laughs> historical reasons, Cuba, going to Cuba was Cuba. amazing. Yeah. Because it feels Cuba. like you it's have... An amazing place, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Then you know what I mean when I say that it yeah. has not changed <laughs> since the 60s. Like, it kind of feels like you've gone back in time right. when you go there and you see all these classic cars and the culture and the food and the dancing. It's just everything. I, I absolutely loved Gula. <laughs> yeah. um, but as far as when you're talking about going on <laughs> a trip to see some clear waters yes. and just relax... I think the Grand Cayman Islands are one of my favorites. Nice. I've never been there. Yeah. I, I love scuba diving, and I've always heard that the Cayman Islands have great scuba diving. Absolutely, absolutely. And have you been to Australia with the Great Coral Reef? I haven't been to Australia either, you know. Oh. Two that I definitely want to go to. Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. You will, you will absolutely love, love, love Australia. I just spent five weeks in Sydney with my girlfriend and nice. her family and it was so cool, man. Sydney, Australia is definitely now. Where's uh, your America. girlfriend from, and how do you keep a girlfriend when you're on a cruise ship? How does that work? <laughs> so she lives in Sydney, Australia, nice. and she and I met on the Carnival Panorama. Right on. Uh, we were in the cast together, and throughout the process, I ended up getting cast in the Carnival Celebration. So I had to leave her to begin rehearsals for that inaugural ship. But we stayed together and it just takes a lot of FaceTiming and making that person feel, you know, like a priority, even though they're on the other side of the world. Because, you know, obviously um, communication is, is key in a long distance relationship. And, and I was fortunate enough to get to spend quality time with her. Um, but but just nowhere near the amount of time that you would get when you're in a relationship with someone on land. <laughs> well, I guess, you know... In the same the place. Yeah. The nice thing about being in a long-distance relationship, I guess, is like when you're together, it makes the time that you're together really special. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It is a lesson in staying present, but also staying patient when you're apart. That's cool. Is she Australian? She is. Yep. She was born and raised in Sydney, Australia. They got the best accents, man. I love her accent. Yes, they sure do. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the longest time, I had my Siri set to the Australian accent on my phone. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You got like put that in your head like I know I need to date an Australian girl. <laughs> yeah, I think subconsciously I was I was programming myself to prepare myself. Siri <laughs> to programmed be you to Siri. Siri <laughs> <laughs> subliminally made you fall in love with an Australian girl. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Precisely. Uh that's wild, man. So she's a performer yeah. too. She is. Yes, okay. she is. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, you guys practice together and stuff. <laughs> and she, yeah. 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 We, we were in the same cast together. So nice. being able to see her perform and, and, uh, it's very cool shine. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Definitely a, a different experience for me. And now we're going to do our next ship to Carnival Pride together. So oh wow, the man. long distance days are over. I don't have to deal with that move. anymore. Yeah, is that a thing can... on cruise ships? Like for like the the staff of casts and the people on these ships to, you know, is there a lot of like romance connections and things that happen on the ships? Is that something that absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely one of the most common things that happens on cruise ships uh, because <laughs> you are you're trapped on this on yeah. this, <laughs> you know, you have golden handcuffs, golden yeah. handcuffs, right? You're, yeah. you're you're definitely in a good situation, but. Yeah, you're you're and surrounded I guess it's by allowed, these people, right? I mean, they allow. It's not like frowned. I mean, they they guess it's for a, sure. Yeah, because the the company understands that you're going to be on board for about six months or so, right? And they don't want you fraternizing with the guests. That's against the rules. So, oh, is it? Is they, it's against the rules to fraternize with a guest if it's your staff? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. So it's just very very common that people end up finding special partners on board yeah right on man that's very cool what do you think uh would surprise people the most to know about behind the scenes on a cruise ship that they don't you know like just the average person i think it's just the overall workload that everybody is under there's yeah. there's people that i see sometimes um <laughs> whether it's like a crew party or just a right. late night of doing shows and then doing laundry or something yeah. where i'll get into an elevator and then i'm talking to somebody and asking them when they're about to start their shift and they say oh yeah i'm just starting my shift it, it, it's like about 3 a.m and they're like yeah i'll be working from from now until 11 and then i i, I sleep and then i go back and do another shift at this restaurant but then i'll be back on the cleaning schedule from three to and it just blows me away how there is so much happening all the time on board. Uh, it's like New York. It's a city that never sleeps. It's a floating city that never sleeps. Yeah. And that turnaround day when you drop off guests and then pick up the new guests and you have to change all of these cabins around and the, the shipments of the food come, the water, everything. Um, when you get into the details of all of that, that whole operation blows my mind. <laughs> I can't imagine, man, the choreography that it takes to make all of that happen. You know, like exactly, what exactly, a, what a production! Just the whole cruise. Mm-hmm. Props mm-hmm. to you and all your, uh, you know, all your coworkers and everybody that does that, man. To 
to make everybody all these all these people coming onto these cruise ships to make their vacation nice you know like you said people thank you up their whole life or their you know for the whole year or whatever it is to go on some of these trips you know yeah. Oh yeah, it's very powerful, and and being able to connect with guests after the shows, uh, they'll follow me on Instagram or Facebook, and and keep in contact with me and tell me, oh where where are you going next, and and we want to follow you to this next ship, yeah. and and there's certain people that have cruised with me four times, you know maybe five times now, wow. and, and it's just so <laughs> cool to see the support that people that yeah. people give, and and um. Yeah, you're making these beautiful, memorable moments for them, and uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, a dream come true. Well, I have no doubt there's a bunch of Tony Rich fans out there, man. And you got another, yes. you got, I'm a new, you got a new one right here, man. I'm a Tony. <laughs> I love that, man. I you're appreciate an awesome you so guy, much, man. You really are. You got just a great attitude. Your outlook on life, your your personality. I mean, I knew as soon as you sat down next to me, we just started talking. I knew you were you're a good guy. But having this conversation definitely made me yeah for sure thanks man yeah i mean real recognizes real as soon as we sat down it just <laughs> yeah the vibes were right yeah well we're running out of time man it's the top of the hour is there anything that i didn't ask you about yourself your life your work that you'd like to say to people listening to this there's there's been some amazing questions i really don't think you missed much i would just like people to follow me on instagram to see what i'm up to if you want to uh my instagram is t-o-n-y-i-i-i R-I-C-H. I'm Tony the Third, so that's a fun fact I can leave you with, which is that my brother and I, we both have the same name, named <laughs> after my father, and it's entirely the same aside from our Roman numerals. So He's I'm Tony Don the Third. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. So that's why my Instagram handle has those three eyes. And um, yeah, man, I have a lot more coming up. You know, I, I feel like I've been blessed to have a lot of amazing opportunities, but the best is yet to come. For sure, um, as I as I continue with Carnival and then getting back to Los Angeles, pursuing my career uh, on, on you know screen and and then also doing voiceovers, that's something else that I'm very much so um, working at and and getting into more. And yeah, yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. I, I look forward to seeing you and hanging out again. Yeah, I have no doubt you're gonna go far in life, man, and uh, you'll you'll achieve whatever you're after. You're, you're the kind of person that's got the, the right mindset for it. No thank you. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this podcast. And uh, it's great getting to know you better. Thank you. Thanks, man. Likewise, be well. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Subculture with Tony Rich. Tony, thank you so much for joining me and talking to us about your career as a dancer and actor. You can find a link to Tony's Instagram in the show notes below. If you like listening to Subculture, please follow me, rate me, and review me on your platform of choice. And I'll see you guys all out here again next week. Thanks for listening.